Broadcasting from the ARN Racing Studios in Southern California, a turn for media company, ARN Los Angeles. This is ARN, the American Racing Network, the Motorsports Authority. NASCAR is gearing up for a short track race that it hasn't seen well in a few decades in the Cup Series, but nevertheless is still breaking the internet. For the 60th time in its history, we're about to go 24 hours at Daytona, and once again, Bubba breaks the internet. I'm Alan Bailey, and you're shifting gears. This is ARN, the American Racing Network. Drivers, start your engine! Get ready, strap in, and hold on. We're getting the green starting right now. It's a pretty basic understanding. I'm always going to speak my mind, and I'm not going to hold back. I don't even know how that works. It's an entertainment sport, not a fair sport. You're shifting gears on ARN with Alan Bailey. At HeyAllenBailey on the social media accounts, especially on Twitter. You can also use the hashtag ARNRace to get in on this conversation. Welcome on into Shifting Gears number 114 on January 27th, 2022. Boy, we got a show for you. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of interesting stories that are happening right now. We're kind of in preseason gear up for NASCAR. Rolex 24 is kicking off this weekend. Supercross is still supercrossing as they head back to Anaheim this weekend. We'll talk about that a little later on in the program. But first, we can only start the program one way, and that's with this week's Hot Topics, powered by AmericanRacingNetwork.com, the Motorsports Authority. Round three of the Monster Energy Supercross season delivered a pair of first-time winners last Saturday night in San Diego with Chase Sexton in 450 and Michael Mosin in 250. Sexton became the third winner in three 450 main events during the 2022 season, joining Ken Roxon and Jason Anderson to the top step. Supercross heading back to Anaheim for the second of three events at Angel Stadium in 2022. Adam Cincerillo will miss the remainder of the 2022 Monster Energy Supercross season after suffering a knee injury in Round 3 in San Diego, according to a press release by the Monster Kawasaki team. He injured his right knee while practicing in the Whoops on Saturday. He attempted to race the heat, but left the track early and was credited with a 19th place finish. He did not start the LCQ. NASCAR officials released a more strict penalty structure for the 2022 NASCAR Cup Series season on Monday, introducing a list of discriminatory options that exclude everything from revoking playoff eligibilities for the most severe violations. We will break this down in the program today. The spring cup race at Martinsville will be 400 laps instead of 500 laps, marking only the second time in the track's history that it has scheduled a 400-lap cup race in its history. The track made the announcement on Thursday for the April 9th cup race, the Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief 400, because the event is a night race. It's scheduled to start at 7.30 p.m. Eastern on FS1, adjusting the race lengths to allow the race to accommodate its start time. The last scheduled 400-lap cup race at Martinsville was back in October of 1956. Jack Smith won that event. Martinsville has hosted a cup race every year since 1949. Netflix has released a trailer and announced that the six-episode series on Bubba Wallace will air on February 22nd, two days after the 2022 Daytona 500. Each episode will be 45 minutes. 
Force Indy will move up to the Indy Light Series for the 2022 season, with new driver Ernie Francis Jr. as the driver of its number 99 car. The Haitian American finished second in the first season for the SRX Series last year, winning round four at Indianapolis Raceway Park. The Indy Light Series will stream its entire 2022 season on Peacock exclusively and will open its 2022 season February 25th through the 27th at the Firestone Grand Prix of St. Petersburg. Mike Harvin Racing finally has a victory. Their fine and crew chief Ryan Bell's six-race suspension were both rescinded Thursday by the National Motorsports Final Appeals Officer, Roger Warren. NASCAR originally penalized Mike Harmon's 75 owner and driver points for the 2022 season and fined Bell $50,000 and suspended him for six points-paying events for the November 22nd testing violation. Harmon was at the track with his Xfinity cars for a charity event at Rockingham Speedway. And during the offseason, not only did Tony Stewart get married, yes, it's true, but he also made the announcement over the weekend that he will be joining the Fox Sports broadcast booths for the 2022 Clash at the LA Coliseum and the 2022 Daytona 500. Yes, Clint Boyer and Tony Stewart will be in the broadcast booth with Mike Joy. Mike, Godspeed. For these stories and more, log on to AmericanRacingNetwork.com to keep up on all the latest motorsports news you need to know. ARN, the Motorsports Authority. Going right into the mailbox at Hey Allen Bailey, you can also use the hashtag ARNRace in order to get in on this conversation, where you can send things like no rearview mirrors and no way to monitor your tire or fuel consumption. Drivers have a crew chief to give them at least an idea of how long the fuel will run. The town hall answer to this question was unacceptable. I've yet to run an entire race without an issue. That's from the Ingrams at Ingrams The. Um... Yeah, he's referring to NASCAR 21 Ignition, and if you follow me over on youtube.com forward slash Bailey, you'll know that we have not been having fun with NASCAR 21 Ignition. If you're unfamiliar with the story, Motorsports Games attempted a relaunch of the NASCAR gaming franchise for console games, and... Unfortunately, NASCAR 21 Ignition, which launched in late October 2021, was a bomb. It had many, many technical errors. It also had a lot of glitches and hardly any functionalities. Things like rearview mirrors, tire and fuel consumption, and basic functions of a video game. And basic functions of a NASCAR video game that simply have been around for 20, 25 years were somehow missing from this game. On top of that, the... On top of that, the developers have put out several DLCs and patches, and many of which are not working or have overwritten other ones, making them obsolete. We were experiencing that problem with the game ourselves right now over here at ARN. And honestly, they hosted a town hall meeting this last week where they invited questions, honest questions from fans, and they attempted to answer some of these issues. And let's just say things did not go exactly as planned, um, motorsports games didn't really own up to any of their shortcomings or the disappointments of NASCAR 21. Instead, they came up with excuses and offered little in the way of hope or optimism for better games in the coming years. They recently signed a 12-year contract with NASCAR for exclusive gaming rights for consoles. And frankly, the fans already had 
five years of disappointing games the last five years and now a sixth year by the same company essentially is just really a letdown to the NASCAR gaming community including myself so this is going to be in another video that's being released on YouTube make sure you log on to AmericanRacingNetwork.com or youtube.com forward slash hey Alan Bailey in order to watch this video but honestly it's not great um, I'm putting my thoughts into that video because frankly that's a lot of rage I don't want to blow your eardrums out here on this program we're going to focus on other forms of motorsports, not just the gaming side of things. So Ingrams, I agree with you. This is totally unacceptable. I, I don't know what to do, honestly, at this point, except tell you never purchase another motorsports game ever, because clearly they have demonstrated that they have no idea what they're doing. Wait for these games to come out and see what the reviews are, see what people online, what content creators are doing online with them before you purchase them. As much as I was hoping this was going to be NASCAR gaming solution and it's going to it was going to potentially kickstart a new renaissance era for NASCAR games it's honestly worst case scenario it is the one of the worst NASCAR video games of all time period the end at that 52 car says if NASCAR fans really want to see stock cars as much as they claim they need to be watching the Mazda MX-5 cup you're not wrong I mean, there is absolutely nothing stock about NASCAR stock cars. Absolutely not. They haven't been stock for 45, 50, 55, 60 years. It's been quite a number of years since they've been quote-unquote stock cars. And I would argue they were never stock cars because if you go back into the very early days of NASCAR, I'm talking 1947, 1948, 1949, those guys were still moonshine runners that modified their cars and were doing things to their cars that normal cars couldn't and wouldn't do. So I would argue that no, they uh, have never been stock cars. Um, the fact that we still call them stock cars is is really stupid. NASCAR's kind of moved away from that in the last few years where they don't refer to stock cars as much in press releases and things. I've noticed that the last four or five years. And Really, they're continuing to do that. They're not completely removing stock car from their uh, vernacular, but they haven't fully embraced it either. So um, I, I just refer to them as a NASCAR Cup car, a NASCAR Xfinity car, a NASCAR truck, because that's what they are. They're, they're their own thing. They're their own set of rules. That car kind of exists in other forms of racing, but nothing to that, those specifications and those rules. You can't take a cup car and go uh, run an <laughs> Mazda MX-5 cup race next weekend. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. Black Flags Matter, Darian Gilliam tweeted out, regardless of the LA Coliseum race is a caution fest, it's already done what it is supposed to do without running a single lap yet, bringing the sport's attention to those who haven't given it the time of day before. I 100% I agree with you. Um, I literally have people who don't know about NASCAR, have no interest in NASCAR, coming to me saying things here in Los Angeles. I'm in Los Angeles, literally right now. The studio is located um, not far from downtown Los Angeles. And we, I, I had people coming up to me just today going, hey, did you see the LA Coliseum? They're doing a NASCAR race there. No fulling well. They they know fully well that I I do what I do, and they're just they're they're so interested and fascinated by it, and they think it looks so darn cool. 
The thing that infuriates me a tiny little bit is the fact that I work for Orange Show Speedway. I call races out at Orange Show Speedway, and Orange Show Speedway looks exactly like the Coliseum does right now. We have a racetrack built in an old football stadium. It is a quarter of a mile flat track with two whole degrees of banking. It's been there for 75 years, and not many people in the motorsports community know of slash respect Orange Show Speedway because they didn't know about it. Um, that was because of uh, prior management, unfortunately, for the last 10 years or so. Um, really didn't do a good job of promoting that track and uh, helping to keep it good. <laughs> it, they just the, the promoter, unfortunately, was in over his head a little bit too much and didn't have the budget, unfortunately. And um, the new promoter who took over in 2021 for a handful of races... Um, is investing a lot of his own money and finding new sponsors and bringing new fans in Southern California out to the track in San Bernardino, California. So uh, make sure you check out orangeshowspeedway.org in order to check out everything that's happening out at the track. Uh, our season kicks off in uh, March, and you know I'm going to talk about it on the program because there's a lot of cool stuff coming to the track this season. So that's something that we'll tackle in a future episode. We've got other stuff on the docket today. But thank you so much for all of your, uh, your tweets and your comments and everything at Hey Alan Bailey on Twitter and all the other social media accounts. You can also use the hashtag ARN Race in order to get in on the conversation as well. Now, I want to go over everything that is happening with the new NASCAR penalty system for 2022. First off, these rules NASCAR will never, ever, 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 ever make it simplistic for the average or casual fan to understand. It is long stupid and convoluted and and that is nascar penalties these cars are extremely complex things are measured in hundreds of a milliliter literally and sometimes a hundred thousand dollar fine could come down to literally an eyelash length or width uh, at any point in that car and there's about a bajillion points in those cars so it's always going to be difficult to understand and describe the penalty system. And if you understand it 100%, great. You're one of the few. I more or less understand it. When I say that, I mean I know cars, but I don't understand. I, I'm not Larry Mack, basically, or, or Steve Letard. Let me put it that way. But what it comes down to is there will be three levels of a penalty, uh, depending on how severe it is. Level one, not so severe. Level three, oh boy, you're full on Judd Knauson. It just calm down, calm down, calm down. So I can guarantee you Chad Knauss is looking at the rule book with a, a magnifying glass right now going, hmm, what can we do with this rule book? What is the gray area and what can we do now? Hmm. Guaranteed. That's happening at, at HMS right now. And basically, here's what it is. H or excuse me, L1 penalties are as follows. The violation can include post-race failure to meet minimum height requirements, team sourcing parts not meeting the NASCAR rules, but rising to a higher level penalty. In other words, they can get parts, modify them, and that's more of a penalty. So that's a potential. Or failures in the submittal and approval processes 
of parts. NASCAR is open to new manufacturers, new vendors of creating these parts, but right now there are only a handful of companies that are the vendors for these cars, that manufacture parts for these cars, and NASCAR has that tightly controlled. When we say NASCAR Cup Series team owners can literally go to a store and pull a part off the shelf, we're not exaggerating. They don't go to the place specifically, but they go to a, a company that produces these things and they purchase them from this company. And that's how these components are made. And it's essentially the same handful of vendors that are creating these parts for these cup cars. So we're not horribly far off here. Um, the penalty options can include points deductions of anywhere from 20 to 75 points. That's anywhere from half a race to almost two full races of points. Uh, playoff point deductions from 1 to 10 points, a suspension of one crew member for 1 to 3 races, and fines anywhere from $25,000 to $100,000. Level 2, the violations include modifications to a single-source next-gen part not rising to level 3 infractions. If you mess with one of these parts and it's not totally severe, it's middle of the road. That could be phrased a lot better, but fine. Violation of engine seal requirements. This is something that is extraordinarily strict. And if you're caught messing with the engine, level two. No. No good. Um, unimproved alterations to the engine control system wiring. Again, this with the next-gen technology, maybe it gives it a little bit more of a boost, which gives it a little bit more power. It's just a tiny little adjustment or Somebody not paying attention to the wiring system 100% could mess it up, and it could be considered an unimproved alteration. An unapproved alteration. Uh, use of unapproved onboard electronics. This could be something as simple as a driver wearing an Apple Watch or a driver accidentally leaving his phone in his pocket. Literally, it could be something that simplistic or it could be more chad canals level and it could be an onboard guiding system that feeds real-time data back to nascar teams in the pits again variations here it's one sentence but there's a lot of wiggle room with that one the penalty options for this include point deductions of 75 to 120 points playoff point deductions of 10 to 25 points and the suspension of one or two crew members for four to six races with a monetary fine of anywhere from a hundred thousand dollars to a quarter of a million dollars now we're going to the chad canales level stuff here level three penalties the violation includes counterfeiting or modifying single sourced next gen parts make a fake part and put it in the car Engine infractions, cubic inch displacement, compression ratio, assembly of internal and external components, and performance enhancements, nitrous oxide, and vacuum leaks. That's right, Chad. You put NOS in a NASCAR Cup car in 2022? That's level three, pal. Don't do that. Engine control unit ECU or electronic fuel system, the EFI violations. Again, don't mess with the engine modifying tires and or fuel michael waltrip racing got popped several years ago for this you're putting jet fuel in the car yeah violations of private team testing policy this is what mike Harmon almost got busted for but it was a charity event at rockingham that he did not attest 
penalty options for level three, which is the most severe penalty in 2022, include point deductions of 120 to 180 points, playoff point deductions of 25 to 50 points, suspension of one or two crew members for six races, fines of anywhere from a quarter of a million dollars to half a million dollars, nullifying postseason eligibility regardless of wins, points, and other qualifying criteria. In other words, you don't qualify for the chase. You could be Kyle Larson and have 10 wins, and you would still not make the playoffs. One race suspension for the team in an event of a repeat high violations. If you do the same thing one week and two, three races later, you do it again, you're done for the weekend. You're you're gone. Done. Which will really hurt a lot. They announced this, and honestly, I I like it. I still I, I think that this is the most simplistic, the most um severe way that NASCAR can lay these out because for many years they were very vague with um, how many points uh, the monetary value it was all very different and every Tuesday it was kind of like place your bets place your bets let's see what comes up here place your bets and it was just whatever NASCAR decided it, it, it honestly was like they were sitting in a boardroom going oh you know uh yeah, let's go ahead. Uh, 100,000, 125,000. Uh, what do you think, Bill? Bill, uh, we'll do 125. Okay, 125, uh, 75, 50, 100, 100 points, 100 points. Okay, cool. That's that's what the fine is. Awesome. That's, that's what it felt like with these violations because somebody would have something wrong with the car and then a month or two later, somebody would have something extraordinarily similar and the penalties wouldn't match. And it was the disparity was very interesting. And it left room to into interpretation that maybe NASCAR is actually playing favorites with who gets fined and whose fine is not so severe. This makes it very simplistic. And again, depending on the violation, if you're a NASCAR team that gets caught time and a time and time, if you're Chad Canals, basically, and you're caught time and time and time and time and time again, every time we go down to Daytona in February, you're suspended because you've been caught cheating, then yeah, you're going to be the guy that gets the 75 point bump when you get that L3 penalty instead of, um, Excuse me, you're going to get the 180 point penalty for that L3 penalty instead of 120. There's a window of opportunity depending on past uh, perf- or past actions. So Chad Knauss, 180 points every time, probably at this point. But for now, we'll have to wait and see. Hopefully these penalties don't come up for years. I don't want to see any team get penalized, but I know these guys. There's bound to be somebody who's out there pushing the envelope a little too much and they could potentially lose their playoff status. And I don't think any team is intentionally that arrogant and that challenging to NASCAR. I think that if anybody gets an L3 penalty this year, it's because somebody tightened a bolt too tight or kept a bolt off and did something stupid. Human error is what will lead to this. Not Chad Knauss out at HMS going, yes, how can I manipulate this and get away with it? Hmm, let's find out. No. I don't think that that's what's going to happen this season. I think these cars and these teams are, frankly, 
they're in a box like they haven't been in in ever and because the parts for these cars is so so limited they're not going to chance messing with something they're going to put it on the way that they're instructed to and they're just going to let the drivers be the drivers and put faith in their drivers yes they're going to try new things with the cars but there are so few things that could be altered or changed from a competitive standpoint that it's up to the drivers and what happens in practice and who gets used to driving these cars and who's a better driver more than actually what happens back at the race shops these days. So these races are going to be won at the racetrack and not at the race shop in 2021. And I'm interested to see what that's going to look like. If you haven't already, make sure that you mash the subscribe button for this podcast. It helps us out so much. Give us a five-star review. That goes miles for us. And you can make sure that you listen wherever you listen to podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, Stitcher, the Tuned In app, iHeartRadio, you name it. You can also log on to AmericanRacingNetwork.com to catch back episodes and future episodes, as well as keeping up on all your motorsports news. But before we get out of here, we got to check the racing calendar the 60th annual rolex 24 at daytona drops the green saturday morning at 1 30 p.m eastern on nbc then moves its coverage to peacock at 2 30 p.m eastern then to usa network from 4 to 7 p.m eastern and we're going to kind of do this the rest of the 24 hours so for the full tv schedule visit americanracingnetwork.com and round four of the 2020 monster energy supercross season returns to socal and angel stadium this saturday night coverage starts at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on USA and streaming on Peacock Premium. And don't forget, NASCAR returns next Saturday for the 2022 Bushlight Clash at the LA Coliseum. I'm going. I can't wait. There's going to be some great content uh, coming out on the YouTube channel and on AmericanRacingNetwork.com. Depending on what they will let me do for security reasons, I'm going to get you guys as much behind-the-scenes content as possible. I have no idea where Victory Lane will be. I have no idea where they'll let me film and what they won't let me film. But the moment I get in my car in the morning to the moment that I get into my car at night, both days will be in the video. Period. I'm taking you along for the ride for your all-access pass of the Los Angeles Coliseum's Bush Light Clash this year. I'm absolutely excited and thrilled for it. I've literally done this thousands of times. Um, I've never done it at a at the Los Angeles Coliseum, but uh, again, with Orange Show Speedway, I've kind of covered uh, races at venues very similar to this many, 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 many times. So I'm actually going to, you know, have a camera with me and we're going to go around and really see what's happening because it should be an absolute thrilling uh, event. Do not miss TV for sure. I'm really excited about it. Make sure that you hit me up on our social media accounts at Bailey, And you can also check us out on youtube.com forward slash Bailey. Thank you so, so, so much for listening this far. We really appreciate it. For everyone at the American Racing Network and Shifting Gears, I'm Alan Bailey. We'll see you at the track. Listening to the American Racing Network, a turn for media company. This is ARN, the Motorsports Authority.